Welcome to Self-Awareness for Everyone, a weekly journey into applied guidance for mindfulness. Mindfulness is the tool available to everyone that empowers us to direct our life experiences. I am MJ Bleehart, storyteller, author, creator, philosopher, and your guide through easy-to-use mindfulness tools, conscious reality creation, and other devices for unselfish self-awareness. This week's topic, health, wellness, well-being, and self-awareness. When it comes to getting healthy, it is not just about diet and exercise. There are more elements to our health, wellness, and overall well-being than just the physical. It is a matter of the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual combined. There are things that we can do on our own that help us get healthy on multiple levels, and I'm going to get into this into greater detail, but I want to first talk about an ongoing issue that we're facing here in the United States right now, which is this. Healthcare in this country is for profit, and to be perfectly blunt, it's a joke. Yes, we have phenomenally good doctors. We have amazing medical technology at our disposal. What we don't have is a system that encourages good health practices. What do I mean by that? What I mean by that is that it is entirely possible to go bankrupt taking care of your health. And that is insane. Health, wellness, and well-being are your rights as a human being. You deserve to have access to the things that will keep you healthy, that will improve your overall health, and that will allow you to mentally, physically, emotionally, and also spiritually be in a good place. Our system in the United States is not designed for this. If it was, things like mental health care wouldn't be so damned expensive, and there wouldn't be this incredible stigma that still exists about mental and emotional health. It would not be be the problem that it is when people are dealing with depression and anxiety. And other things that are good for our health wouldn't be considered luxuries, like massage therapy, Reiki, and alternate therapies like that. Uh, Another good example is acupuncture. The point is, in a for-profit medical system, nobody but the shareholders truly benefits. And so we end up with a sick nation that is having a harder and harder time being well. This is something that we can only do something about when we acknowledge it and we recognize it. And the most recent business with the Supreme Court and the leak regarding their probable overturn of Roe v.ersus Wade is emblematic of the overall problem with the way we approach these things. Restrictions never help anyone. In fact, they generally do the opposite. They make things worse for everyone. And now we end up with even more stigmas that we don't need, divides that just make our mental and spiritual and emotional health go straight to hell, and other similar problems that are just compounded over and over if we don't think about this more. This matter ties into self-awareness because it is super, super easy to lose track of your health wellness, and well-being. When you are not being self-aware and you are not considering where you are, your mindfulness and thoughts, feelings, actions, and intentions, right here and right now, it's super easy to get caught in a cycle where you are completely off the rails and out of control. 
And by that, I mean you wind up in a position where you are seeding your empowerment, where you are letting your autonomy be run over by other forces rather than taking your own control and making your own path and doing what's right for you. Some people see this as a matter of selfishness, but it's really, really not. Because if you don't care for yourself, and that begins via self-awareness, who's going to ultimately care for you? I'm not talking about love. I'm not talking about relationships. I'm talking about your actual factual state of being, your mind, your body, your soul, all of it blended together. If you are not self-aware and practicing self-care and taking care of yourself, nobody else is. So when it comes to health, wellness, well-being, and self-awareness, this boils down to four factors, physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. Please allow me to break that down a little further. Let's start with physical health. This is what most of us are most familiar with. You eat healthy food. You move. You get exercise regularly. You get plenty of sleep. You spend some time in the sun to get some vitamin D. You bathe and take care of your body. Physical health is everything that you do to improve your actual physical body. This body that you occupy is the physical manifestation of who you are. But it's easy to ignore and disrespect our physical selves. We get so caught up in the busy things we have to do that we don't bother to sleep. We don't eat well. We don't exercise. And the next thing we know, we're flabby, we're out of shape, and we're incredibly uncomfortable. And then we get sick. Stress makes us sick. Now, I'm going to get into this a little further when I get into the mental and emotional health because it ties into these. But when it comes to taking care of ourselves, the physical body is what we use to occupy the space we occupy in this reality. For some people, it's very easy to lose track of how important our physical bodies are. And when you don't take care of your body, it will fail. Your joints will lock up. Your heart will start to have issues. Your lungs will start to have problems. Various organs, when you don't take proper care of yourself, will start to fail you in different ways. Then it can get even worse, and you can wind up with a cancer, and you can wind up with all sorts of other nasty things that if you take decent care of yourself, you can help lessen or even prevent. Physical health, however, is where we put most of our focus. The reality is it's just a fourth. It's one quarter of our total health, wellness, and well-being experience. Self-awareness of this is super important. So let's get on to the next part. We're going to talk about mental health. And just for a little bit of knowledge, I'm going to divide this into mental and emotional health. And I'll get into why in a minute. Mental health is all about the thoughts that you have, the thoughts that dominate yourself. And it is when you think about things in a way that can spiral out of control or take you in a direction of what if and other elements that you begin to develop stress and anxiety and depression. And the more that you become stressed and anxious and depressed, if you don't treat it, you will become physically sick. It's entirely probable. It's happened to lots of people I know. I've had this problem before where I got sick because I was stressing out about something. 
untreated mental health issues are going to impact the ability to heal from injuries in addition. Now, this is really all about your thinky thoughts. It's all about what's going on in your thought process. Mental health is in your head. That's not to say that it's not a valid element of health. It's very, very valid because our thoughts are what lead to everything else that we have. They lead to our overall sense of being, especially when they start blending into our emotions, which I'm going to get to momentarily here. Good mental health is going to assist all physical health. And if you are not in good mental health, your physical health is going to take a beating too. Here's another important fact. It's okay to not be okay. Self-awareness includes acknowledging this, and it's an important step in working on your mental health. Mental health in this nation is a huge issue that does not get the attention it deserves. We need to give it more attention. We need to normalize that these things exist for as many people as they do. Because the more we normalize it and recognize it and work with it, the more we can do to fix it to help each other, to help ourselves. If the mental health of this nation is in better shape, the nation will be in better shape. It all comes together. Now let's get into emotional health. Emotional health is different from mental health because it's feeling versus thought. Mental health is what are you feeling? It's being able to put the label on it, identify it. But emotional health is how are you feeling? It's your actual feeling. It's answering the question of what do you feel? Because the how and the what are separate. Emotional health is where your mental health can often get tied to in that emotions develop sometimes first and sometimes after a thought process. Sometimes an emotional reaction triggers a mental reaction. When something happens that upsets you and that triggers a whole bunch of thoughts about terrible things and awful people and bad things going on, that can lead to mental and emotional health issues. The thing of it is this. It is beyond the mental health element in that it takes a deeper place. It's, I don't want to say the heart so much as it's that sense that's sometimes more intangible. Thought you can generally label. You can generally work out what is going on with thought. Emotion is trickier because there is so much nuance and subtlety, and the how of what you feel is not necessarily the same as the how of what I feel. Also, certain situations are going to alter the how of a feeling. Anger, for example, comes in lots of flavors. There's white-hot anger, there's ice-cold anger, there's red-hot anger, there is that subtle, really nuanced, really deep anger, that seething, and they're all the same concept of the what, but the how is extremely variable. That's why I separate emotional health from mental health. Okay, let's talk about spiritual health. This is not just in regards to the belief in God or some sort of a higher power. It's more about the belief and faith that you have overall. Belief and faith aren't always tied to some sort of a deity, to any kind of omnipresent entity. 
Belief and faith are often tied more into yourself. It's about believing and having faith within yourself. It's faith in your ability to work things out. It's belief in your empowerment and your power and the things that you can do. This is where the power of the words, I am, takes the most shape. When you think and feel, I am awesome, it's going to empower your spirit. It's going to build up your spiritual health. Whereas on the other hand, I am a loser disempowers you. And if you have less and less faith and belief in yourself, this is where it comes out. Your spiritual health is oftentimes completely ignored or it gets relegated to the concepts of religion and that type of thing. But that's not what it's all about. What it's really all about is self-awareness of your greater connection to what's out there in the universe. Remember, all of us at our core are energy. Energy is all the same in that it can neither be created nor destroyed. It just transmutes in different forms at different times in different places and ways. That's why the stuff that makes up the smallest subatomic particles is the same stuff as makes up the largest stars in the galaxy. It's all the same material. It all comes down to the same root energy. And spiritual health is recognizing that we are more than these meat popsicles we occupy and engage the world through. This is just a part of who we are. And it's how we identify individually in this world with ourselves and with each other. But beyond that, we are greater. And it's completely intangible, and it goes way beyond the physical, mental, and emotional elements of health. But it's of equal importance, because if you don't have the ability to be self-aware of the spiritual elements of yourself, then that can make you unwell, because it's not something that you're giving attention to. These are the four elements of health, wellness, and well-being. And together, each makes us healthy overall. When we recognize and acknowledge them, that is how we can improve upon any of them where we have any issues. It is not just a matter of being physically healthy. If you have mental health, emotional health, and spiritual health issues at the same time, you're not going to be well. To be well, you need to balance all four elements. It is an absolute necessity to create the balance and equilibrium that we need to be at our best health, to have the most wellness, and to experience the best overall well-being. The reason why this is important, well, there's lots of reasons, frankly, why this is important. I mean, you get one shot in this life as you currently know it in that body that you're occupying right now. If you're health in any one of these four elements is off or unwell, you are lessening your ability to be as empowered as possible, to have the most amazing experiences possible. And while there are some people that have known limitations, the handicapped, the crippled, the people who have gone through various things that have messed them up, that doesn't mean that they can't still find a new equilibrium of these four elements to be healthy. You can. It might just take a greater balance of one to make up for the other. It's like how some blind people have 
much greater developed senses of smell and hearing to make up for their loss of sight. You can overdevelop one of the other four elements to make up for any lack in the others that are outside of your control. When your health is improved and when your health, wellness, and well-being through your self-awareness are better, that can inspire others to be empowered to choose to do more for their health, wellness, and well-being. When each of us gets healthier, we are then empowered to make this world healthier. We can make the sick nation that we live in better. And when this sick nation is better, we can truly do more to make the world better. Yes, it starts with each of us individually, but believe it or not, we have that much power and we can have that kind of an impact on the world, but we must begin from our self-awareness and mindfulness therein. Okay, so let's go to this week's Applied Guidance for Mindfulness Tool. Caring for all the elements of your health and your mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual health is self-care. When it all comes together, this is what makes up our wellness and well-being overall. This particular tool I'm going to present to you today is going to require you to take anywhere from 5 to 30 minutes, depending on what you choose for how to employ it. But you need to set 5 to 30 minutes where you are not going to be interrupted, where you can use this and use one of these concepts I'm about to share with you for this tool for applied guidance for mindfulness. Okay, so here's how it works. Step one, clear 5 to 30 minutes for the process. No interruptions, no other obligations. This is time for you and you alone. 5 to 30 minutes, whatever you can do. Two, Take three deep, cleansing, slow breaths in and out. Clear the tension in your body with your airflow. Then, step three, do any one of the following or something along this same line. Go for a hike in nature. Meditate somewhere comfortable and calm. Prepare and eat an amazing meal or tasty snack. Treat yourself to a massage, facial, Reiki, or some other similar modality. Take a bike ride. Read a book masturbate, go to the gym, paint, sculpt, write poetry, or do some other form of art. Watch something that you know will make you laugh or make you cry. Repeat step two, then take three more deep, cleansing, slow breaths in and out. Create the transition from this five to 30 minute period you have taken back to your other needs and obligations. This is a tool that you should try to do at least three times during the next week. Please find and or create this space for your mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual health, wellness, and well-being. You know why? Because you are worthy and deserving of this. And anything like this that can improve your health on any one, if not all four of the elements, is good for you. And that is how you can make yourself better. And from there make other things in your life and the rest of the people in your life better too if they also work with self-awareness. Thank you for joining me for Self-Awareness for Everyone and sharing in this exploration of applied guidance for mindfulness, conscious reality creation, and employing other tools for optimizing our life experiences. If you have any questions or comments, please email me at author at mjblehart.com. 
You can follow me via Instagram and Twitter at MJBleeHeart and on Facebook at BleeHeartMJ. Thank you to the Pink Kangaroo Podcast Network for hosting my show and to Fee Mahoney. She's the creator of my cover art. Please visit her Etsy shop, Talia's Inspirations. Please take a moment and visit my blogs, The Ramblings of the Titanium Dawn at titaniumdawn.com, my articles at mjbleehart.medium.com, and my various published sci-fi and fantasy books on Amazon. I hope that you are discovering how self-awareness can be found via mindfulness and applied to improve not only your life experience, but maybe that of the people around you. And be mindful that you are worthy and deserving of being the best you that you can be.